Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fundamentals Podcast. I am your host, Harley. Joining me on this episode, a very special bonus episode, it's host of the Basement Podcast, Ryan Astrike. Ryan is back to talk with me about how I met your mother. Now I know what you're thinking. Harley, you've already done an episode on how I met your mother. So why are we here again? Well, simply put, I had so much fun with Ryan talking about this show and I just about finished the series before we hopped on to have a conversation and just had so many thoughts. As well as that, and more importantly, one or two of you out there on Twitter pointed out a few things that you were a bit disappointed that we didn't discuss, so we couldn't let that hang either. It was a lot of fun talking with Ryan and uh, I've not put any clips in this episode because I've already done that and I'm in the process of wrapping up the final episode of the sitcom summer series as well as getting some amazing guests for you in future episodes so it's very busy over here and this episode is just light and breezy and i hope you guys enjoy it one quick thing i should mention before we get into it we did have some issues with recording in zoom so if the audio sounds I don't know, a little janky at times. Well, that's basically because Zoom was playing up. I've done my absolute best to fix it, so it doesn't really impact the episode itself. But that's enough from me. Let's get straight into the episode. This is How I Met Your Mother, part two, with Ryan Astrike. Hello, Ryan, and welcome back to the Fundamentals Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. This is great. <laughs> I know, man. I, I'm really excited about this because, um, well, I was going through the How I Met Your Mother rewatch. I think the last time we spoke, myself and my wife were going through it, and I just sort of felt the need to reach out and do a little bonus episode on it because it was it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to cram in in a couple of weeks, but I find myself just falling in love with the show, man. I thought it was it's so good. Um, and I'll tell you that I'll tell you the moment that it really hit for me was uh, we talked about it in the previous episode, but it was when uh, he had the countdown and it was Marshall's dad died. And it's such an impactful episode. But it was just as we were watching it and then the way the countdown is, is very, it's, it's very covert how they do it. They just sneak in all these numbers in like, you know, door numbers and jackets and files and i was just as it was happening i found myself getting more and more tense even though i knew what was coming i was just like oh this is brilliant and i thought right i've got to reach out and set this up so oh such a good such a good show but um yeah i mean it, it's just one of those that hit me so hard that it, it really is the perfect kind of blend of comedy and drama in so many ways absolutely yeah i mean that particular episode i know we touched on it last time um that one is one that always kind of sticks with me as like when I think of the show, that's one mm. of those moments that, that, you know, the whole episode is great with the countdown, yeah. but then you've got the the part with uh, obviously uh, Marshall's father passing away and everything. And, you know, just knowing, especially knowing the facts behind the episode where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we mentioned, you know, Marshall, uh, didn't know about that scene at first. So that was a genuine reaction. He just went for it. And you could tell it's that raw emotion and everything. But that whole episode, I just, I, you know, it, it's so fun because you're thinking like, oh, yeah, great things are happening, you know, through, mm -hmm. all throughout. And 
you know, things are looking up and up. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoa, like, and that's real life, you know? And that's what I think is so great about the show is it brings those real life moments into the show so well. Yeah, it absolutely does. It's that really funny blend of kind of random comical moments, you know, and and, and I think the show is very tongue in cheek with that and that it'll even call itself out and be like, look, this is how so-and-so swears it happens. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's just very fanciful. But then at the same time, like you said, it's rooted in really powerful moments like that. And yeah, just, just knowing the behind the scenes, like the facts you gave me last time, just that it just hit me really hard because of everything you said the last time and how they, they had no idea what was coming and, and the build up to it. And, and like you say, it's that real, hilarious blend of sort of silly comedy gags I mean like you know there's a B plot in that movie where they found Barney's doppelganger and that's a whole thing but then like it's kind of it's then obviously it doesn't take away from the impact of of what happens and I kind of feel like it's a good summary of what the show is of of how life can sometimes have these crazy stories these bizarre moments that you look back on and go did that happen was that you know but then obviously other things happen the bigger things whether it's losing someone or whether it's getting married having kids all of that stuff is still going around you so right exactly and and i mean they touch on that so many times throughout the mm. show even the ending of the show is is exactly that too you know with yeah um w- with tracy dying you know and and the kids coming back to to ted and being like hey you know, this has never been a story about mm. you, how you met mom. This has been a story about how you met Aunt Robin, and you've always had this thing for her. And they really, really did a nice job of that, especially, I think, in the last season, too, um, where, mm. you know, they're playing up the fact that no matter what, Ted is always going to be enamored and in love with Robin. No matter who he's with, it's always Robin is always there. Mm. And so he always kind of goes back to her. Even in the last season, he was almost trying to sabotage the wedding, you know, between Barney and and uh, and mm. Robin as well. And you know, I, I thought it was a, a pretty cool little thing. I, I had just finished a rewatch myself, and um, I'd never caught this before. But mm. when there's an episode near the end of the of season nine where Robin and Ted are sitting on the beach, and yeah. he's holding her hand and says, you know. I have to let you go. Eternal Flame by the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken, is playing. And I was like, yes. wait a minute. Mm. So they foreshadowed this thing and kept playing with it. And you don't realize it, which I mm. thought was fantastic. Yeah, that's so true, man. And I, I find myself actually this time around getting to the end of it. I, I think when the final beat of the final episode happened, I just turned to my wife, Abigail. I was like, that's perfect. Like, actually, I was very on the fence before, but like thinking about it is like, nah, this this works. It, you, I couldn't see it ending any other way. Exactly. And it's like, you know, it's, it's one of those things I know I had mentioned how we had that group chat mm. when the show was live and everything previously. And some people were on the fence about it and some people were not. And I, I personally loved the ending. But yeah. I, I, I was never a big fan of the way they did the final season. And I think mm. watching it live, you know, kind of, kind of hurt it a little bit because you'd kind of forget things as you know a week Mm. would pass you know yeah whereas binge watching it i think helps season nine to a a point you know oh yeah i mean it's a packed series that the last one so much happens in a weekend you know (laughs) but it does well like it sort of ties up a lot of of loose ends and moments there's even like a little montage where they talk about some of the 
ancillary characters that have been around in the background and it's like oh yeah and this is where they ended up and so yeah like you say it ties a lot of things together and I, I think you're right watching it quite close in succession works better for it because you see it all coming together whereas like, yeah i can imagine watching it over like half a year essentially would would kind of go wait what who was that again and it might it might kind of yeah lessen the impact exactly yeah it, it was harder to cut like you'd remember certain little things or certain bigger moments i should say but the little things you'd kind of forget about and it's like yeah all right i i, I feel i feel more uh, i guess involved in the storyline you know as you as you binge through it and you kind of connect more especially with with uh the mother with tracy oh you know, yeah you, you get more of her backstory and sure you got that you know before but you never really lined things up properly you know and and this this binging it to me is the is the best way they told the story properly yeah i mean i'd forgotten they they actually gave her a whole episode and sort of explained everything that had happened to her in the previous years. And it was brilliant. I just thought, oh, okay. And like you said, then you see the threads of how her life is actually quite closely connected to theirs. And, and, and you do, I think you get a fair amount of her and Ted, you know, in the last few episodes, you do get to see them have a life together and have these big moments. They, they're very good at kind of giving you these bites of of the big moments in their life whether it's having kids whether it's getting married you know so you, you at least get to see that fulfilled right exactly and like you get to see that you know you had every you had marshall and lily who had that perfect relationship and they got married and then they had the kid you know whereas ted ted and tracy didn't they actually had their their kid first they actually had two kids first before they even got married mm. and it was like oh well, that happens in real life. You know, you're not always going to have, you know, the the, the normal thing, we'll, we'll call it the quote, quote unquote, normal, you know, mm. get married, then have the kid, you know, so it kind of mm. just added another layer of real life into the into the story, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, I, and even as you said, with Robin, I know she kind of becomes like almost like a mystical figure by the end in like the last few episodes, she sort of just disappears from all of their lives, which makes sense again like you know she even says i think she has a scene with early where she's like you know this is what happens you know life changes and you know, there's so much has gone on in this group and she's got a job offer and she doesn't really want to be around her ex-husband all that much which you can completely understand um so yeah it's kind of sad but i think again it makes it all the more satisfying when she comes back right at the very end right well and you have like the the growing up together where it's you know yeah we've had mm -hmm. our our 20s and 30s together but now we're in our 40s and i have my career you have your kids and your career you know mm -hmm. and it's it's a, a finding that fine balance of mm -hmm. keeping your friends together but also advancing life you know and that that's ultimately what the whole story the whole show has been about is about this advancement of life and yeah. where you're going on this journey you know absolutely and I don't know. I'm kind of hopeful for them by the end. I feel like they've both grown enough as characters that you're like, yeah, I could see this working. They've both matured and they've, they've experienced, you know, love and loss in different ways. And so you think hopefully <laughs> it would work out in the end. Well, and you even had that moment, you know, right, right before the wedding where Robin is basically kind of panicking almost and saying like, you know, I should be with Ted. Like mm -hmm. he's the one that I should be with the whole time. I don't know 
he's the one that's always there for me is I don't think this is going to work out with me and Barney. And then sure enough, three years go by and they get divorced and everything. And then mm-hmm. a couple of years later, obviously Ted's now returning back because that's the way it has always been. It's always been Ted and Robin. Yeah. And I feel like it's as well, given how everything goes out with the wedding and, and Ted wants to move on. I don't know, for me, it just felt kind of perfect that he then met his his wife, he then met Tracy, you know, because it's that classic thing that people say, if, oh, when you're not looking, that's when you find the right person. And, you know, and, and that's exactly where he is at that moment. He's kind of like, I'm done with all of this. I just want to move and go on and have a completely different life. And then a very nice old lady at a, at a bus, a train stop, gives him a nudge, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's and it's like, oh, it makes sense that it's just that little push he needs and he thinks oh, okay all right you know doesn't expect anything from it yeah he's sitting there saying like you know yeah she's great and all but i'm, I'm not going to go back to to go you know i'm not running back to the to the wedding i'm leaving i'm going to chicago i'm moving to chicago tomorrow and yeah. part of that was he didn't want to be around barney and and robin being married because hmm. he you know he was afraid of of being the the fifth wheel so to say in some aspects he he didn't want he always wanted robin and he wasn't able to have her especially now that she's married you know so mm. he's like you know what let me go get a new life i'm not going to worry about it and yeah. then sure enough there's tracy with the the yellow umbrella and they're they're meeting mm. i love that you know where there she's just, it's just raining she's standing there and mm. the the tm the the initials going back and forth yeah. Um, aspect of it i i thought that was so well done and and so funny yeah it's it's really kind of lovely and even like you see them sort of dating the first couple of times and how they get to know each other and the whole thing just feels different which is great and then and yeah and by then at that point you think well ted's as a character has grown and has i think learned to stop trying to force relationships and force it you know that's kind of i think the thing he learns through most of his 20s and 30s is he's he's desperate to find this person this like almost like mythical being and it's like you know and I, and I know people like it I think we all do we know people that are like you know I'm sick of being single man and you're like and it, it's hard when you're in a relationship because you have to say to somebody well you have to stop looking which seems counterintuitive but like like this is a great example of just like the moment he was almost like thrown in the towel you know destiny fate whatever you want to call it it was like there he's he's open to the idea and it just happens organically, you know. Exactly. And then there's the moment shortly thereafter, like basically the next day where mm. Marshall and Lily show up at the bar. They're like, <laughs> what are you doing here, Ted? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going. I met yeah. a girl. And they're just like, oh, geez, come on. Yeah. Really? We're going to do this again? Mm. But then, you know, he he decides to break the rule of waiting three days, you know, as they mentioned a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, and calls her and asks her, do you want to go to dinner? And the, the look on... Uh, Lily's face she's just yeah. like no this this is different you know and mm-hmm. it's just like yeah it is different because you could just tell this was this was going to be destiny you know as as you put it you know this this mm-hmm. was where Ted was meant to go on his journey yeah and I, I feel like they did a really good job of of writing and obviously performing how their interactions went and his whole demeanor I just felt was really different I don't know about you I, I think you get the sense in the previous episodes or previous series, I should say that there's almost like this manic kind of desperation that's under the surface with him or the whole, t- whereas like when you finally meet him and he's on the phone and he's talking with her in the street, 
he just seems a lot more relaxed and self-assured and you kind of like that's how it should be you know and that's why because he's not trying to force anything be- yeah because he's not having to try he's he doesn't want to just have a, a one night stand or a hookup you know he he's like mm. I, i'm in this for the long haul i he i love how they basically made her a female ted in a lot of ways you yeah know? and yeah and they played off of that so well and they played mm. against each other so well which was great too yeah again um i try not to butcher her name once more where has she gone uh, Kristen Milioti. Um, I think that's her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's wonderful. Yeah, and again, I like. I just love that they gave her a, a fair amount of play in those those episodes. And I mean, to do like eight seasons worth of backstory in one episode, and she carries the weight of some of the the loss and the things that she her character goes through really well. Um, I mean, especially especially with the the boyfriend that she was waiting to meet, mm. you know, on her birthday, and he apparently passes away. Or, we never find out exactly what happened, but yeah. obviously it's assumed that he died. And, you know, mm. she even says at one point that you really only have one true love in your life. And to some degree, I mm. think that still holds true, even though she meets Ted and she's happy. Mm. I think she she's always kind of holding on to that little bit of her past because she had the mm. um, ukulele with her. Yeah. You know, so and, and sings and, you know, you have Ted hearing her voice for the first time, but never seeing her. And so she's always kind of, you always had that little trinket to hold on to uh, the past and everything. So in some ways, even that little bit was foreshadowing the ending as well. And so in some aspects of, of Robin or Ted going back to Robin with the, uh, the blue French horn and just, you know, mm-hmm. the iconic standing there holding it up for her. Yeah, absolutely. So just, yeah, loved all of that. Um, switching gears slightly, uh, something I wanted to talk about because it was pointed out on Twitter by previous guest Claire and I thought how could how do we miss this uh thank you Claire for bringing it to our attention the slap bet yeah I, I actually mean... had had that written down as well <laughs> to give her a shout out on that too absolutely uh just one of the best recurring gags and I can't remember who I'm really sorry I can't remember which guests and on which episode we said this but physical comedy has come up uh, quite a few times in, in I think more or less all of the episodes we've done and I can't remember who said it, but they basically said that, you know, physical comedy is an art form. Like, it's really easy to get it wrong. It's very hard to get it right and to make it truly funny. And I think the slap bet is an example of two comedy actors, Jason Siegel and Neil Patrick Harris, respectively, just doing a masterclass in physical comedy. It's so good. Like Every time it comes up, you're so excited for it. And it's it never lets you down. Yeah, I mean, uh, you go you go back to one of the earlier slaps in the Slapsgiving episode, and he's got mm. the. It starts off the episode, and it's just this dark, you know, room, and Marshall's just like, "Go to the website," you know, and, and he tells him, and it's just <laughs> yeah. a countdown. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like this, like, what is going on? And then you finally realize, like, oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's all it's all the build ups they do in like every episode. There's a massive build up and. You know, both of them are just having so much fun playing off of it, you know, of just like teasing one another and, and wincing and like Barney just has like a meltdown by the end of every episode. <laughs> so and I know there's a part in season nine where they basically start the episode off with a really super, super slow-mo of Marshall swinging at, uh, at Barney and then it goes into he yeah. misses him and then mm. you have... Marshall, you know, went to Shanghai and he spent a whole year learning 
from the masters and it's you know i, I love how they used uh robin lily and ted as the three masters to, yeah. to, to learn and everything and just the slap hat in general is just a great idea i i wish you know, not gonna lie, I've I've proposed it once or twice. It never has gone into fruition. But <laughs> you know, it, it, if you're gonna bet something, instead of betting money, why not just bet a slap? It, you know, it, it's it's a lesser, uh, you know, hit. It, so you know, pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I might try and propose it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how well it'll go down, but it's worth a try. Um, but yeah, you're right. That that really got me, man. That that whole like sort of asian action movie parody um and just like you said the the build-up and the slow-mo and and it's it's to me it's also the delivery because like jason siegel like always really does like a full body swing um and neil patrick harris just like flops like a ragdoll every time and it's just so satisfying when you're watching it like as well like the build-up it's worth the build-up you know right and then and then you get the handprint on the face and everything like almost every time (laughs) except I feel like the only time they didn't do the handprint was the final one at the wedding, yeah. mm. you know, which I thought was like, okay, he just kind of held back a little bit, I think, you know? Yeah. But I love how that was the final one as well. Like he's having a mini free car at the altar. He just bang, like just <laughs> and it's like, stay where you are. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So get once again, thank you, Claire, for bringing that to our attention. Absolutely worth uh, mentioning. And I love too, that they even played it off that, mickey uh lily's dad turned that into a board game as well yes <laughs> yeah that's right oh mickey's da- yeah uh did, uh mickey who is he played by i know christopher elliott that's the right yeah because he's in everything christopher elliott he's one of those comedy actors just i think he's wonderful and yeah i love that running gag of like every time they meet him and there's some sort of adventure or thing that goes on he inevitably turns it into some kind of inappropriate board game for children <laughs> and then eventually i mean he uh, thankfully eventually they kind of almost give him more heart and yeah. they have you know they they like tone tone that back down cuz now he's a grandfather and everything but then you also have him now hooking up with marshall's mom that's an interesting combo yeah and i feel like because I thought that was just going to be played off as a one-off for an episode, but then there's like flash forward to them in Italy and they're like, oh, there's still a couple. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that must be interesting. <laughs> Very strange. But um, I mean, speaking of kids and stuff, I, I feel like Barney's wrap up was really good. I forgot how emotional it was because again, I, I'd sort of been a while since I'd seen only a handful of episodes and I knew that, uh, Robin and Barney eventually divorced, but I'd forgotten what happened to Barney. I thought, well, surely he can't just regress and just be that guy again, because that's not a very satisfying thing for an audience, you know, if you're like, oh, he's exactly the same. Right. Well, I, I mean, he he has those moments, too, where he is the same, and yeah. he even, you know, he shows up at the Robots versus Wrestlers, and mm. he's like, yeah, I, I went for a perfect week previously, and now I've got the perfect month, and it happened, yeah. and, you know, I got 31... Uh, women to mm. to sleep with me and then but 31 is pregnant and yeah he's like yeah whatever you know this is gonna be you know not that big a deal then it's like uh mr stenson your daughter's here and just mm. him just holding the baby and just you are my everything as as a dad mm. i remember that moment you know right. that that first you know moment where it was just she and i in the room and it's like you know i took two fingers rubbed them on her cheek and said mm. there there daddy's here you know, and it was perfect. And, you know, it was like, 
I, I felt that emotion, you know, having gone through that. So I know what, I know what Barney's feeling and I'm sure any father who watches that scene knows that, you know, that feeling as well, just pure elation, pure joy. And you kind of see Barney finally come out of his shell and like you had him coming out of his shell when he was with Robin, things yeah. didn't quite work, but now he has a, a new purpose in life and it's his daughter. And it's like, it's so great because he's sitting there at the bar with them, uh, with everyone, and you see two girls walk by, and he he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go hit on." You thought he's gonna go hit on him, and he's like, "No, you two need to stop drinking on a day drinking on a Thursday and go home, change your clothes, go call your parents." You know, and yeah. he just he becomes that guy, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, it's great, and it's it's a nice way to wrap up his character, and yep, it kind of makes sense as well because you know, looking at it from a very realistic point of view you can't be as promiscuous as he is without having some kind of consequence and i kind of like that they gave him a consequence but they also gave him one that made him turn around as a person and sort of like you say look at life differently and and change his whole outlook i thought it was a really lovely wrap-up for that character exactly like yeah i think that was the perfect ending for barney i mean you had you kind of almost had the perfect ending for almost everyone Mm. with exception to robin until the very last second you know yeah yeah that's the thing like like i was saying earlier she she's kind of like this ethereal elusive figure sort of by the end because of course she is you know after everything they've been through again it makes sense that she wouldn't want to be around yeah she goes more into her career and and life Mm. and traveling and everything whereas you know ted has tracy lily and marshall obviously have their children and he becomes a judge finally again, and then he run. Mm-hmm. He starts running for what Senate, I think, or yeah, uh, I think so. mayor or so- something like that. And so it's like, all right, so they're they're all advancing, and mm-hmm. Robin's advanced in her career, obviously, but she never advanced in the the love life. And then mm-hmm. right right at the very end, it's like, oh, there's Ted. He's there again for her as he's always been, yeah. you know. And it's like, oh, all right, well now she's getting her happy ending, you know, is, is what I like to think. Yeah, and. You know, it's it's something that her character makes quite clear in a lot of the early seasons and why quite a few of her relationships don't work is because she's very committed to her goals of wanting to travel and wanting to, to have this career. So it's kind of nice that they give her that, you know, that she goes off for like a decade or so and, and does all the things she wants to do. And they even, you know, mention it multiple times that mm. she's not able to have kids. And there's that whole episode yeah. where it was mm. from her point of view and you thought she had kids, you know, w- with someone. And then it's like, oh, no, they were not real and they just mm. fade away. And she's sitting there on the park bench drinking uh, eggnog, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's I thought that was a really uh, well handled episode as well, because it deals with quite a serious subject matter. And yep. it's that thing I think she says of you know, now that it's taken away and she has to grieve and it's like, it's quite interesting, you know, for a character who insists that she doesn't want kids and never wants them. And, and so when the option's removed, it's like, oh, hang on a second. And it sort of makes her reevaluate her whole f- thought and feeling on the matter. I thought that was a really good episode and an amazing performance by Kirby Smolders in that. Absolutely. Yeah, that that was another, you know, just another touching moment throughout the the course of the show, really. Yeah, thinking about uh, the relationships, I, I was wanting to get your opinion on this because uh, it's towards the end. I mean, you mentioned that beach scene with Ted and Robin, which I thought was really lovely. They kind of talk about past relationships, and they, you know, they talk about Ted and the top five and the 
best and worst. So I want to know, like, what, what are your sort of takes on that? I mean, I thought Robin kind of nailed it when she first, you know, gives her, because she gives her top five and she says, you know, Victoria was your your best girlfriend that she had experienced, you know, other than, and she, she never mentioned herself too, from what I recall. So yeah. it was like, oh, well, that's kind of weird, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, she's, you could tell like she's seeing it as, you're my best friend. I yeah. don't want to think of it that way. You yeah. know, I think you've had better relationships where, and, you know, again, Victoria, I thought was perfect for Ted. And I even loved that they brought her back. They had Ted run off with her. You know, she, she left her wedding and everything mm. and they got back together, but then it came back to ultimately, you know, you can't be friends with Robin and marry me. And he chose to still be friends with Robin. He's like, I can't give up Robin to marry you as, as much as, you know, it would have been perfect. I thought that was kind of nice. And then you have the opposite where Ted is kind of basically proclaiming his love one last time saying, you know, it's always been you. It's never not been you. Yeah. What, what more do you want from me? And he's just like, I, I can't keep doing this. I'm moving to Chicago. You know, yeah. is, is basically where he got to. Yeah. No, fair enough. And yeah, I think it's the whole thing with Victoria I thought was really sad, but yeah. It, like you said, I think coming back to what we were saying earlier, it was only when he was sort of finally ready to let go of, of Robin and let go of that, that he was able to then move on and meet the right person. So, right, you know, yeah. So ha- ha- who knows, you know, in, in terms of the character, had he gone the other way and decided to move and marry, that would have been the end of it. But yeah, I think Victoria is definitely at the top. She's the one, she's probably one of the more compatible ones. I mean, certainly their first encounter is almost like very fairy tale like, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. When they're at the the wedding, um, mm. and it's just like, oh, I, we're not going to give names. We're not going to kiss. We're not going to do anything. And yeah. all right, just close your eyes. And then she's gone. And then you have Ted kind of scrambling, trying to find her and everything. That that's like, it's perfect. And then she she sees him walk in, and oh, thank gosh, you know, okay. I'm I'm so glad you figured it out. And it's just like, okay, you're you're super happy. And then it's like, yeah, this is, this is great. Like I, I'm feeling elated, like just, you kind of get that feeling again of mm. happiness. And then, you know, of course it gets pulled out with um, Marshall and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they're, they're sort of relationship sadly breaking down because of opportunities and the whole thing with the wedding. I, again, I forgot she comes back. So that was like, that was quite a shock. I was like, Oh, okay. And how are they going to play this? And 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 the uh, was it Hans? I think is is his name. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, Lennon. I know is his last name. Uh, Thomas, John. maybe. Or maybe. John? No, not John. <laughs> um, trying, try and I want to try and find him now. Um, but yes, I think that that whole dynamic is really funny. From uh, Reno nine nine one one and everything. Like I, I, that's that's what I think of when I when I see him. But yeah, I I thought that he always. He always seems to play that kind of character too, you know. He he, mm. he he tends to play the I could play up a German accent, and he does it so flawlessly. Thomas Lennon was the guy. Um, I just looked, looked him up. Yeah, you're right. Just barely in it for a couple of episodes, but yeah, very very funny, and it's kind of interesting that then their relationship, like you said, it ends because of the whole because of Robin 
and it comes back to that thing again. And I think I think her last words, Victoria's last words to him, I hope you get her one. Yeah, exactly. Which is like that was perfect. You know, I thought that was a nice little ending. You know, and it, it kind of finally sends off the the whole Victoria mm. timeline, essentially the the whole storyline. Yeah, because yeah, like like you said, she's kind of the one you can see as potentially being the mother. And from what you said last time, that could have ended up going that way. Anyway, so kind of makes sense that they have to move that character along at a certain point. Yeah, I mean, it's like you almost almost as if you you know she she was that first girlfriend if we will yeah. you know and and you always remember your first essentially but mm. you're, you're always not you're most likely not going to end up with the first unless you're marshall and lily essentially. Right. right right exactly um but yeah i mean he definitely had a a pretty poor choice along the way uh, <laughs> you're talking about some of the bad ones i mean which one do you think was kind of the worst i feel like a lot of them were very self-destructive it, that's a tough question because mm. like you know, I, I could see where things were going with Zoe and it would have been a good choice. But mm. at the same time, it's like the way it ended is so awful that you really mm. feel bad for Ted. Uh, I mean, that's a tough question, to be honest. I, I'd, I'd really have to... I mean, I don't, I don't know who the worst, like who, not, not necessarily his worst girlfriend, but I mean, mm. at the same time, you could almost throw Robin in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, because um, like... It, it was kind of kind of playing off what we had talked about earlier, where she kind of ke- keeps almost keeps Ted on a hook, you know, to some degree, and and keeps like, well, I have a problem. Can you come help me? You know, and like, sure, you're you're best friends and everything, but then he always she always I think knows that he has feelings for her too. Mm. Yeah, you think she's probably unintentionally quite damaging because at, yeah. at least you know Ted knows what he wants. And so it's kind of like, yeah, you're playing with fire if you're hanging around with somebody like that. And, you know, I, th- I think we can all think of relationships people we know where that's been the case. Yep. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. You could put that in there. I'm just trying to find what's the one from college that he has. Who's oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, people are screaming at their podcast right now. Um, <laughs> they are. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking. I'm I literally, I'm scrolling. It's, scrolling. it's the girl that played Donna on that 70s show. Yes, I think you're right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh man, what was her name? Because it's it's like you get her and then she disappears and then she just kind of pops up randomly throughout. Mm. And she's just she's just terrible. I'm trying to find her. It's not Karina, is it? Uh, no. No, that's, no, that's I don't know who Karina is. Sorry. Oh, this is good podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Uh, it's Laura, Laura Prepon. I know is her name. Okay. You'll find her. What was her character name is what I'm trying to remember. Many hours later. Because she is terrible, like, by all accounts. Like, she just, she she cheats she cheats on and with him, like, on more than one occasion. But I think, obviously, they, they played that up, of course, to, yeah. to a good degree, obviously, as well. You know, which, that that's the way it needs to be. Yeah, and it, it taps into Ted's pretentious side, you know, and, and that's kind of the appeal. Um, but yeah, it's incredibly destructive for him at the same time. I think that that one did a lot of damage. But then I, I don't know if you could say that was the worst one. Because Karen. Karen, that's it. Yes. 
why why could we not think of Karen? Because you know of that's the, the, the polarizing thing right now. <laughs> that is yeah, that is the universal uh, oh, symbol. But anyway, yes, appropriately named, shall we say, Karen? Um, oh, they just, foreshadowed that, I think. I think they did. I think they they must be responsible in some way or another for that. Yeah. Yeah, you almost <laughs> you almost want want to believe that that's the case. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, that took us so long. But yeah, she's truly, truly terrible. Um, but again, you can kind of argue with like that, that that's the kind of relationship where you know it's not going to last. You know it's terrible. And of course, they have all the flashbacks. So there's like, Ted has no excuse for being in that one. That's like, no, that's on you, buddy. You know? <laughs> it's such a one-sided relationship. And yeah. Ted, Ted is all about her. And she's just like, whatever. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm not in this for, for love. You know, she's just there. And then the mm. like, like, like you said, the, they have so many flashbacks. I, I just think of when they're in Paris and you have mm. the the picture. She's kissing some other guy in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Exactly. So you kind of like, well, that's on you, bud. You uh, <laughs> you should have seen that one coming. But yeah, I think I. Th- Sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say, but everyone has that sort of relationship at some point, most likely. So True. you know, it it adds in another level. You know. Yeah, it's more of like an infatuation than it is a relationship, isn't it? Yep. I mean, talking about Zoe, I think that's another one you could argue is, you, you mentioned it just a minute ago, the way that ends is is pretty brutal. You know, he kind of gets side, side blindsided there. Um, but at the same time, like, it's kind of, I feel like it's a doomed one from the start because you're like, well, she's married and she's very, you know, cant- cantankerous, I think. You know, she's one of those people that is just looking for a fight looking for a cause and ted and ted's right in the middle of it so it's like it's not going to end well <laughs> you know? right she she wants to be the the perfect person and you know always needs to protest something and they even mentioned that at the end too where she's mm. like let's save the hawk that's in the in the park and then the hawk attacks <laughs> her you know it's like that was that was great yeah but i mean yeah it, it started out with with ted you know basically needing to to take down the building and mm. you know she was at first like his biggest adversary throughout the whole show i think mm. and then you have it actually happen and then there's like okay well now they're dating and it's great and things are looking up but then it's like well no we're gonna pull the rug out from under under ted and kind mm. of sabotage his career in some ways yeah this is it and it's again i feel i feel it comes back to that whole theme of ted and him learning that you can't sometimes you just can't force things you know you need to be on this sort of even ground if you're going to try and make something happen that or you need to be like barney and have the bro code you know yeah or not the bro code the playbook (laughs) you need to have the playbook (laughs) oh my goodness i bet that exists i bet someone out there has made it it does actually i actually (laughs) i actually have the bro code and the playbook they made them into into books um <laughs> yeah amazing. i mean i mean they actually featured the the bro code wow. in, in one episode as well yeah. where barney mentions you know yeah it's taken over some of the the bibles uh, the gideon's bibles yeah. in, in certain hotels it's now available yeah. so you can pull it up and read it and it, it's it's an interesting read but yeah i mean you have mm. the playbook as well where you literally have everything you could imagine is in there it's like uh, wow. i don't I don't know that it'll ever work, but it was just one of those things, you know, it's, they brought it out right mm-hmm. before, you know, as the series was going on and it's like, all right, well, I'm a fan. I got to buy it, you know, and it also awesome. helps that my wife worked at Barnes and Noble. So 
Got a discount on it too. <laughs> nice, nice. That's genuine. Joe, I want to put pictures up on that uh, when I put this episode out. So send me some pictures of that because that's incredible. Um, <laughs> they did those two, and then then they did the bro code for parents as well. What to expect when you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll send you a picture picture of those (laughs) that's so good man that is so i love that i love that that's that's brilliant of course you should of course you print that why wouldn't you exactly you 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 it literally writes itself you know (laughs) yeah exactly yeah this is it just pull up the script um absolutely brilliant oh that's really taking me out of of what i was saying before but love it sorry no it's totally fine man um i was was just gonna say i think I think probably the most destructive one, and I think his biggest heartbreak, I mean, again, we talked about it on the last episode, was definitely Stella. You know, I mean, getting left at the altar, it doesn't get much more brutal. Than- I, I mean, unless you're left at the altar and then have not one but two movies written about it, too. Oh, yeah, and a, and a hit musical, don't forget. <laughs> yeah, and a hit yeah. musical, yeah, that, that was, what, 96 weeks or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Talking about that episode where Ted goes to the movies, I think it's Judy Greer is his girlfriend in yes. that episode, which is great get. And yeah, he has to sit through that awful retelling of the story. And I can't remember the which actor it is that plays him as J- Chris Catan. Chris Catan. That's it. Yeah, as, as Jed <laughs> yeah. Mosby or Mosley. And it's like it's Mosley, yeah, yeah. Jed Mosley. It's so good, and it's it is so cringy. But I've I don't know about you, mate. My heart went out to Ted in that episode. I was like, oh, that is brutal to have like the one of the most painful moments of your life rewritten. And just publicly put out there for everyone to see, and it's not even at all accurate to what actually happened. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then you know, they're the the no can do's little baby doll, yeah. and they're they're playing up the the red uh, cowboy boots all the time as well. <laughs> that's it's always what he's wearing. You know, yeah. It, it it's super funny, but yeah, you definitely you, you're right. You you do feel bad for Ted because it's now this big blockbuster movie making millions upon millions of dollars and it spawns a sequel and they have uh the john heater who played napoleon dynamite played Marshall. yeah yeah that's right <laughs> as well you know at, at one point and it's just like that's another great get but it, yeah i mean you definitely feel bad for for ted in a lot of ways uh just seeing this public you know perception of him and at the same time he's sitting there going no, this this is me, and mm. and no one wants to believe him either for, for the longest time too. But then mm. it's like, oh wait, no, yeah, it 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 is it is Ted, but not Ted. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's talk about salt in the wound. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You know, and I feel like to be fair, like Stella is kind of the worst for him out of all of them. But but I feel like it's fifty fifty because she clearly never got over her, you know, her previous boyfriend and the father of her child which you totally get and right it was it was her her first her her one true love you know as tracy said you exactly know, you you have one and that was her one yeah and it, and it feels again sort of similar to zoe like it's kind of a doomed one from the start because he's he's pushing you know pushing her to go on a date with him and and while you can see it as kind of sweet and uh, you know yeah he's he's going for it and he's trying to show her that you can have this life again you could have romantic interest blah 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 it's also the other side of that is that he's clearly trying to force a relationship and the and yeah. the deeper he gets into it and like you know she lives outside of the city in the suburbs and 
like the life that she has is completely different to the one that he has and it's like there's there's no again you're, you're watching it as an audience thinking this isn't going to end well like you don't know how but you just know it's not going to end well even right from the beginning when he's he's like well let's date you know and she's she's like well no i, I don't date you know patients at, at and whatnot and then yeah it turns out that he's like well okay let's not go on a date and and they do the quick little two minute date where mm. they go see a movie they go to dinner they get dessert you know they have a a little walk and it's it's mm. cute and he's he's trying too hard yeah but it it's it's like oh that's adorable you know i could i would love for someone to do that for me type thing mm. but then it's like uh no this doesn't work it, it doesn't work that way it never works out yeah you know with those types of relationships it's because it's not sustainable no. You know, grand gestures are nice and they're lovely, but you, you can't do them all the time. You know, it's, it's no, just exhausting. <laughs> well, that and it becomes expected then. And then it's like, mm. well, how do you keep one upping your your the, the grand gesture? And to some degree, that's Barney, too, with yeah. the playbook. You know, how does he keep one upping himself? Mm. You know, and it, it, they just become more and more elaborate till the point he gets to, to Robin. And then even then... Uh, you have mm. the the bachelor party for for Barney, and then <laughs> the um, the reception dinner for for Robin as well at the at the skating rink. You know they mm. they had to keep one upping themselves. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I, leading on to that, I don't know. I find it really interesting that they ended up pairing Barney and Robin together and getting him to a wedding because it's just as you said, we know how it ends, right? But I don't know. It, just, it felt like a really unusual pairing. I, I don't know about you watching it. I'm like, I just don't see this working. You know, I mean, they're they're two alpha dogs. You yeah, know, essentially, where it, they're they're too similar, and you know, usually it's you're not going to marry someone who is the exact same as you, right? And they even mention it all throughout that well, no, this isn't going to work. This we're we're too similar, you know. But mm. at the same time you've had Barney pining over Robin mm. for, for seasons essentially. And, but he's, he's trying to hide his emotions for her and he has his own girlfriends at some points as well. Mm. And it's, it's him kind of growing as, as a human being. And then eventually of course they do marry and it's like, well, yeah, it was great at first, but then it wasn't, you know, we, we just realized we're too similar and, she's focused on her career and I'm focused on my blog. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, well, that's about it. You know, they're, they're just gonna, it's time to call it quits. And I feel like in the lead up, the final seasons, you know, it's funny. I think as a married man, I can tell you, you, you do learn along the way. Like no, no one has, has it oh, perfect, yeah. but I felt like when you're watching it, and I feel this is a very deliberate choice by the writers that they were learning a lot of big lessons way too close to the day. Like there's certain things they were, they were figuring out about each other and about themselves that I was just like, Oh, that's, you don't want to be learning that like 10 hours before you meant to be getting married. Like that stuff you figure out months, if not weeks, you know, like that even then that's a bit close. Like that stuff you should right. have figured out a long time ago before you say yes. Right, exactly. And I, I would agree with that. You know, there's certain things that you want to know backstories, you want to know, you know, kind of where where you came from in, in some ways, mm. you know, there, there's definitely things like even just um, Robin's mom, you yeah, know, just that tiny little bit with her backstory of she hates flying and, mm. you know, how how she and her father, uh, you know, uh, Robin's dad 
how they split up and everything, how they were too not alike. And, and she's going on this big whole thing about, you know, your father was this, this, and this. And Robin's sitting there going, well, that's Barney. Yeah. Like, oh, crap, you yeah. know, and start to panic a little bit. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of conversations where they're like, we're not going to work unless we do this or unless we figure yeah. this out. And, and I was just watching it like, ooh. <laughs> well, and then, but then you also even have Robin or um, Barney's vows to Robin to never lie to her, which was mm. great. And that should be a vow that everyone has mm. when they get married. But it's like, yeah, he's miserable, mm. you know, and, and he's like, I told you I'd never lie to you. And this is true. Like, mm. so they get the divorce and it's like, oh man, because you wanted them to work because they, they mm. genuinely did seem good together, but they also looked awful together as, as well. You know, it's one of those like, you were cheering for for it to to work, and then at the same time, you were kind of like, nah, "This isn't going to work." Yeah, it's like you said before. It's it's people that are just too similar in that way, and then, yeah. of course they were going to clash. And I like your expression. Yeah, two alpha dogs, definitely. Yeah, but still, I mean, an interesting way for them to go, and then of course it leaves room open for the way the series ends, which is kind Ooh. of a nice wrap up. Right. Well, and and the the exciting thing about the, I mean, we we had the series end obviously, mm. and they were originally going to try and do a show shortly thereafter that now is actually going to happen, which is How I Met Your Father. Right. So is that connected in any way? Because I looked this up the other day and I couldn't see anything connecting it. So, so from what I've understand, and I there's not a lot out there mm. about it. It's supposed to be this kind of like in marvel the you know, the mcu you know mm. it's it's the same timeline but it's different okay so it's it's supposed to be of the same ilk if you will yeah. but at the same time it's the characters are not related in any way i wouldn't be surprised if we see you know maybe one or two of the characters pop up like even if yeah. it's just in the background sure would be kind of cool like just to see like jason siegel in the background mm. of, of something you know um, but from what I understand, it's supposed to be completely different. And I, I'm almost wondering, because the, the episode with Tracy, where it was all Tracy-centric, mm. um, she ended up, she was at McLaren's, but she was at the, the wrong side of town one, yeah. that there's a second one. Mm. So I'm hoping that maybe they're at that second one, yeah. you know, the, the north side or whatever it is, that maybe that's the McLaren's, they hang, if, if it's McLaren's that they hang out at, which would be kind of neat. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to see. I think Hillary Duff's taking the lead in that one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it's they they announced a couple of different um, actors and actresses, mm. but we and, and we know their character names, but we don't know, you know, who is going to be the Ted, who's going to be the the Robin, the mm. you know, who who are the fill-ins, and is it going to be an exact copy of the show or is it going to be something completely different i i think it's going to be mm. kind of in the middle is what i'm hoping for where it has the feel the nostalgia of the original right you know how i met your mother but at the same time is something of itself you know and i'm hoping it goes around for another nine seasons because i'm fully invested i'm ready for it you know mm. yeah absolutely mate i think that would be the best way to do it because I, I mean it's the kind of show it as we've talked about it it wraps up very nicely so you don't need a follow on a direct follow on, you know, like a sequel or a movie or, or anything like that. Right. But yeah, something in the sort of the same universe, as you say, could be, could be quite welcome. I think. Yeah. And it, and I, I believe it's still taking place in New York. It would have mm. like, 
it, it would have been cool if they did a different city, but at the same time, I feel like New York is the perfect city for all of this to kind of happen because you can almost believe that, you know, in some cities, you know, some of these things wouldn't necessarily occur, whereas New York is the city that never sleeps. You know, right. So any, at any given time, any even after 2 a.m., mm. <laughs> anything can happen, you know? Yeah, this is it. And I feel like, um, you know, you're now at this point as well where technology's moved forward and we just pulled up the synopsis for this new series and it mentions apps, you know, which in the yeah. series of How, How You Met Your Mother isn't really featured because they weren't a thing, you know, when it's set in like that. Well, when it was filmed and set in the early 2000s, you know, a lot of that te- technology was a lot further down the road. So, right. so yeah, could get a different different set of uh, of characters and, and stories and things from that that angle. So, yeah, kind of kind of bring it in more to the the modern, mm. you know, modern age. Even though, yes, how I met your mother was not that long ago. Mm. You know, not even twenty years yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it, having like you've got all the the different dating apps and everything that exist out there, and do they work? Really, do they not work? You know, I, I'm curious to see if they have a a Barney type character who invents his own app of some sort, which I think would be kind of funny, you know? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's one of the cameos, <laughs> I don't know, some, something out there like the bro app or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He, he's the inventor of it, you know, now that he's single again mm. or something, you know, he, he invented it at some point that we didn't see it in the show right. you know, necessarily, which would be kind of funny. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, interested to see where it goes, but, Again, I'm glad you you come back on to do all of this. Um, oh, one thing I just spotted, and I I loved this so much. Uh, huh? Obviously, we get cameos from William Zabka, and yes. um, <laughs> uh, what's who plays Danny the Russo again? I've completely blanked his name. Oh, uh, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio, of course. Yeah. Yep. And I I've heard uh, through interviews with both of those guys, respectively, that apparently the, um, this was kind of the catalyst for getting Cobra Kai going. Like, this was the thing. Really? Yeah, so because them coming on, doing these fun cameos, and obviously the whole thing with Barney seeing uh, William Zabka as, as this, like, the, the unsung <laughs> hero of the story. Right, yeah, you know. it, it, that, that he's, that his character Johnny was the actual Karate Kid, right. that he's the real hero. And yeah, yeah the, the, apparently like that, the the audience reaction to that was so positive that I think some of the writers or people kind of came to them later on and was like, hey, we're thinking of doing this series. And they thought, well, there's clearly an interest for it. And, right. you know, the, the ball sort of got rolling from there. And, and now here we are with it on Netflix three seasons in. It's, and it's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I think they just renewed, a, renewed it for the fifth season already too, ahead of the fourth season that's coming out, which is yeah. awesome. I. I personally haven't watched it yet because mm-hmm. I've I've kind of become one of those people who I want something to be over before I start binging. Oh, them, okay. You know, okay. but there, I mean, there's been some shows that I've started that are continuing and still, but it's, if I'm going to go binge something like a, like a Breaking Bad, you know, I, right. I, I, never, I didn't watch it live, but I've binged it and that was great. Same. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. You know, and I feel like to some degree, mm-hmm. just like we mentioned earlier about this show, yeah it's sometimes better to to binge it because you get you get more involved with the story and you remember things a little bit more than Mm. spreading it out over the course of you know eight or nine years or whatever yeah that's true man i'll tell you this it's one of those shows that it's so easy to watch i think um Mm -hmm. myself and abigail got through like i think the first two seasons were available and we just flew through them 
Um, yeah. And thankfully, the third one came along pretty shortly after. But now we're in that position where we're like, oh, when's the next one? <laughs> yep. Well, I think it's coming out soon, at least here in the States. I think mm. it's out soon. I think it is. Um, so uh, I don't know what the timeline is for you guys in over overseas and everything, but um, I would assume I would assume around the same time. I would have thought so. Hopefully. I would have thought so. But yeah, I just I kind of love that. I love that this show is is in a way responsible for that as well. And that sort of cultural touchstone, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. So mm. you just kind of blew my mind a little yeah, bit. That's, again, that's only because I heard them mention it in an interview, and I thought that's really cool. But <laughs> and it makes sense because it's it's a really fun yeah. gag, and both. Um, Billy Zabka and uh, Ralph Macchio are really funny in their episodes when they do turn up. Exactly. So, and yeah. and I, I, I appreciate that uh, Billy Zabka kind of gets a little bit more, you know, yeah. airtime, you know, that he's, he's around for the wedding and everything mm. as well, just because he's like, well, Barney gets me. He understood <laughs> I wasn't the bad guy, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, but everyone knows you're the bad guy, but, but yeah. you're not. <laughs> he writes poetry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he writes poetry, <laughs> exactly. He goes on to win an award and everything, and everyone loves him for it eventually. <laughs> yeah, this is it. So, so much fun, man. So good. Um, yeah, just what a show. Again, I, I had so much fun going through it properly and giving it its, its sort of due credit. And yeah, I highly recommend that, as we did last time, really, anyone listening, if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it by now, you've watched into two episodes on it. <laughs> and, and you've heard a lot of spoilers. Too, oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked about everything in detail, but yeah, <laughs> just go and watch it anyway, you know, cause yeah, go watch it. It's, it's to me the, the best sitcom that has ever existed in my opinion, you know, and that, that's saying a lot, hey, cool. but <laughs> I, I know that there, there's a lot of great ones out there, but to me, this just has all the heart and emotion that you want, all the comedy you want it's a perfect story and it's it doesn't matter you know guys girls whoever it's it's just the perfect the perfect show for anybody mm. maybe not kids but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah maybe not there's some sort of inappropriate <laughs> stories there but I kind of love that they call themselves out from that in the show as well <laughs> like, yeah exactly why are you telling your kids this story <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the um I just flashed there's that Lynn Mount Manuel Miranda cameo uh, where, where yep, the, on, the on the bus with all the rhymes. So, it, it, so good. But again, there's lots of little things like this that I think are great in this show. It's, yeah, a really entertaining show. Never gets boring. It, it's, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it keeps keeps you kind of glued. You, you want to see what's going to happen next and where is this all leading to, mm. you know, which is ultimately obviously a great job on the writers for for keeping you entertained and keeping you glued to the show as well this is it absolutely wonderful well oh ryan i mean unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about my friend anything in your notes um no i think we pretty much covered everything that that i had written down cool um, oh actually oh, go on. actually there was one little thing go on, i just go on. i just looked at my note and saw it there was a, a moment where the referencing uh, Lily does this, and I thought this was awesome. She references this Eastern European girl, mm. and she says her name is Nadia. Yeah, and I was like, that is the best call out to American Pie that they put into the show oh. that you don't even realize. And it's just like the fact that she uses the name Nadia, and it's like that's right. that was awesome. So I I I saw that on my list here, and I I just wanted to get that in there because I thought that was okay. Just neat that it was 
they, they used that particular name. And I, I, you have to think that that was absolutely deliberate too, that mm. it wasn't anything else, you know? So yeah, I, I wanted to, to bring that one up. Cool. There you go. Yeah. That's, a, that's another <laughs> little Easter egg for you guys. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, it's a pleasure as always, Ryan. I mean, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you if they don't already know? Yeah. So um, you can find myself. I'm at uh, on Twitter and Instagram at bearded rhino. It's, R-Y-N-O-15. Uh, I also have a podcast as well called The Basement Podcast. We actually just launched. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter, we're at it's the basement underscore pod. And on Instagram, it's basement underscore pod. Brilliant. And uh, make sure the links are in there for people to go and find. Yep. But uh, Brian, thanks so much for coming back on. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'd love to come back on another time too. Sometime. Always welcome, my friend. <laughs> All right. And there we have it. Thank you so much to Ryan for coming back onto the podcast and talking all things How I Met Your Mother. If by now you don't know where to go and find Ryan and his podcast, The Basement Podcast, then head into the show notes. I've put all the links in there for you to go and find him and the show. It's definitely worth your time checking out. As well as that, if you enjoy the artwork that you see for this podcast, then definitely head to the show notes as well because I have all the details for our wonderful artist, Alex, in there too. If you are enjoying the podcast, then by all means, let me know. You can reach me in the social media links there, both Instagram and Twitter, respectively, as well as good old-fashioned email. I respond to everything you send me. Any and all feedback is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to go that one step further, leave me a lovely five-star review on your favourite podcatcher. Well, I would be really touched if you did so and of course i will give you a shout out on this podcast is the least that i could do that is it from me i'll be back again in a few days time with the final episode of the sitcom summer series so until then stay tuned and stay safe